Jalen Hurts, Matt Stafford, Nick Sirianni, Sean McVay, Aaron Donald, Jalen Carter. Sunday should be fun, but today, you know it's Thursday, and you know what that means. It's Crossover Thursday. I sit down with Doug and Travis over at Locked On Rams. All that and more, let's get right into it here at the Locked On Eagles podcast. You are Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Ramley, and what is up, Eagles fans? Welcome to a crossover edition of Locked On Rams and Locked On Eagles. My name is Doug McCain. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. I'm covering LA sports for over a decade. The Lakers for SI, the Dodgers, Dodgers Nation. Now the Rams for Locked On. As always, I'm joined by the people's champ, Mr. Travis Rogers. You can follow him on Twitter at Travis Rogers. And today we are joined by Mr. Gino Camilleri from Locked On Eagles. And on today's show, we've got key matchups, big storylines. Just a reminder that this episode of Locked On Rams and Locked On Eagles is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code all lowercase locked on NFL for first deposit match up to 100 but let's dive right into this one. You've got the unbeaten Philadelphia Eagles sitting at 4-0, trying to get to 5-0, heading to Los Angeles to take on this 2-2 Rams team, trying to get to over 500. This Rams team has exceeded a lot of expectations. They have an opportunity to make a big statement against Philly. But, Gino, how are we feeling about this game heading into this matchup? This game, man, I'm happy to be talking about this one. <laughs> I think before the season we kind of wrote this one off as, oh, the Eagles should walk in there and win this game. But this Eagles team, they've been tested the first four weeks. It looks like the Rams are really putting it together with a young squad and hats off to Sean McVay and everybody in that building. And I know over at our show and a lot of people in Philadelphia, there, there are some reservations about this game. They're nervous to head over to California. And I think this should be an exciting one come 205 or 205 Mountain Time, but 405 uh, Eastern Time there. Now, as far as the Rams are concerned, the big storyline in this one is will Cooper Cup play? Of course, he's missed the first four games. He returned to practice yesterday. All sides look like it most likely is going to happen, but I think that has to be the top question this one. Will Cooper Cup give it a go this Sunday? What would you say, Travis, though? Well, I think it, it, it kind of goes together with what Gino was saying a minute ago, that what this game felt like when the schedule came out and what it feels like right now are very different, right? Mm -hmm. that when this schedule came out, you know, over the summer and you're thinking the defending NFC champions are coming in here to take a, on a team that might not win three or four games, this felt like they're just going to come in and, and throttle the Rams. I'm not so sure that's true anymore. And and obviously the Eagles will be the favorite. Obviously the Eagles are the team that is 4-0 and the Rams are the team that's 2-2. Two and two, But the Rams have been competitive in, in, in all of these games. The Rams are better than anybody thought. And Matthew Stafford is playing at an incredibly high level. Uh, you know, Gino, we were talking a little bit uh, before we started to record here about what happened against Washington last week. And I think that, you know, with the secondary, the way that it is, uh, in Philadelphia, the return of Cooper Cup, the emergence of Puka Nakua, the commitment to the running game really does give the Rams an opportunity. Maybe not, you know, a, 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 a flat-footed fight, but certainly an opportunity that didn't exist a, a few months ago. Oh, I think you're bang on. I, I think Sean McVay has done an excellent job, and 
I mean, less need taking in what the youngest roster, what they bring in. I think it was like 33 guys to their rookie <laughs> training camp, if I'm not mistaken, which is yeah. just an absurd number. And somebody who comes from that scouting background, hats off to them trying to find more young talent and look at, I mean, Puka comes out, Tutu comes out. And those are the things that you just have to be cognizant of if you are the Eagles. And I think that is the storyline. It's the pass defense. They've been competitive in every single game that they've been in. Three of the four have been one-score games, and they've allowed quarterbacks like Mac Jones and Kirk Cousins and Sam Howell to put up some pretty big numbers. And they try to bring in Bradley Roby. They signed him to the practice squad this week. I don't even know if he is going to be active come game day. But the mention of Cooper Cup, I mean, that should send shivers up your spine if you're <laughs> playing for Philadelphia because you already had to worry about Puka Nakua and Tutu Atwell, who I say, if you give Sean McVay space on defense, yeah. he is going to take advantage of that space. And one of the things the Eagles like to do for some odd reason is play a lot of off coverage, kind of give you that leeway underneath. And that's a threatening sign if you're going up against a coach in an offense who that's what it's predicated on. It's predicated on my X's and O's are going to beat you even if I don't have the personnel. So hopefully the Eagles can turn it around. The one thing that I do have hope for is that the Eagles can stop the run and they can make Matt Stafford, who with that hip injury, he isn't the most mobile guy as it is. Can they get to him early and often? I've been trying to say that's the game plan every single week. Baker was a little mobile. Kirk was mobile. Sam Howell was mobile. Mac Jones, they got the ball out quick. If they don't have a quick game, can they get to Matt Stafford and really make this thing hectic for that Rams offense early? Yeah, and that's going to be the number one key. Can the Rams reestablish the run like they did last week? We saw last week in Monday night's loss to the Bengals, only ran the football 10 times. They really picked it up against the Colts. Kyron Williams has first 100-yard game at 25 carries, added some TDs. But that Philly defense, they've done a really nice job stopping the run, allowing opponents just 2.9 yards per carry. So if you can try to establish that run, try to keep Stafford vertical, like you mentioned a few seconds ago, you're going to have a good game plan against this Philly secondary. I think that if he has time, he's going to carve. And it's really a battle of contrasting styles, right? I mean, the Eagles have the most run, rushing attempts in the league, the Rams' most passing attempts in the league. You see Matthew Stafford averaging over 300 yards passing. I think this is a matchup where heading into the season, you would say, okay, the Rams are going to be overmatched. It's the big bat Eagles coming to town. Go birds, fly Eagles, fly versus the Rams. But I think now the Rams sitting at two and two trying to get to over 500. I think the big question is, are the Rams for real? We know the Eagles are for real. We know the Eagles are going to be Super Bowl contenders, but the Rams have an opportunity to make a real statement if they can somehow pull off a win. I think if you look at the secondary for the Eagles, you can take advantage of that and get some points in the air. And I think for me, the big one is, is can you prevent the Eagles from running it down your throat? Can you find a way to get a lead to where the Eagles can't just pound the rock and just take time off the clock and just dominate this? And we know we're going to see some brotherly shoving this one. <laughs> well, I, I think you bring up a good point, D-Mac. I, I want to put two of the things that you guys said together, that Matthew Stafford is dinged, right? The hip injury. What does that look like? And Gino, like you mentioned, do the Rams have that quick release offense? Do they have that get the ball out quick thing that Doug and I have looked at this for a long time? This is what Kyle Shanahan does to the Rams over and over and over again, right? Mm -hmm. The ball snapped. It's out. It's gone. That Aaron Donald never gets a chance really to get involved in anything when they play the 49ers. That's kind of not what the Rams do. That is, I think one of the few criticisms of Sean, or excuse me, of uh, Matthew Stafford so far this season 
is that he might hold the ball a little bit too long. That's not going to work against the Eagles. You do not want him holding the ball a long time. The Rams offensive line has had three games where it's been pretty good and one where it was an absolute disaster against Cincinnati on Monday Night Football a couple of weeks ago. Which team shows up on Saturday? Is is Lark Jackson back at left tackle? Do they put Nopum back at right guard? Do they leave Kevin Dotson in there? They got some moving parts up front there. I don't think you want any sort of confusion on your offensive line when you're playing the Eagles because Matthew Stafford is not going to run away from anybody. He does hold the ball for a while, and if the offensive line isn't up for the task, that's a bad combination of events. I think the one thing that we can both agree on is that if you have an interior rusher who is at the top of his game, that can really change everything that we are saying right now. Because if Jalen Carter, who steps in there for an injured Fletcher Cox, who looks like he is not going to play this weekend, and Jordan Davis step up, can they get to Matt Stafford on the interior? And can Aaron Donald do that for Jalen Hurts? Because Mm -hmm. you're probably going to be shocked to hear this. Jalen Hurts has been substantially worse outside the pocket than he has been inside the pocket. Inside the pocket, he's a top three quarterback, according to all statistics, pushing the ball down the field. But when he scrambles... He's like a bottom five quarterback right now when it comes to accuracy, when it comes to just hitting his target. Yeah, it is shocking. I see your face, Travis. Yeah. So I would say if whatever team can take away that interior rush the most, the Eagles, they're down their right guard. Cam Jurgens. he had a walking boot after the game last week. Backup right guard Sue Opeto will be in there. So I think the Eagles being injured, the Rams starting to get healthy now, it's just two different teams going in two different directions. I like what the Rams are building out there. And you guys in that division right now, man, a wild card berth should be on the mind of Rams fans right now with the way that it's going with Seattle. I, I think you guys are right there with them. I mean, that division's wide open and we got to handle our business out here in the East because Dallas is right on our heels as well. Yeah, absolutely. No doubt about it. The team's overachieved. They exceed expectations. And this is a game where I think if you win, you feel great about it. If you lose, you say, okay, you're still in the mix with a brutal schedule and a lot of winnable games in the back. And you can still, like you said, make that playoff push. But for me, I'm terrified of that that Eagles run blocking unit up front. They're tops in the league, according to PFF. If you can pound the rock with Swift, with Gainwell, with Hurts, like you mentioned, Hurts, Running-wise, he's my fantasy quarterback. I follow him very closely. I'm in like 10 leagues, so Travis here's me talking about fantasy <laughs> quarterbacks. It feels like I have every quarterback in the league, but Hurts is in my number one league. And look, I mean, 3.8 yards per carry this season. Last week against Richardson, they allowed him to go for 56 yards, 5.6 yards per carry with a touchdown. So I would not be surprised to see Jalen Hurts get some big gainers, and this is kind of the game where he kind of turns the corner as far as seeing that rushing on the outside that we saw last season. But Got some key matchups in this one that will ultimately decide the game. We haven't talked about Big Bad Aaron Donald. Haven't talked about Puka Nakua too much yet. That's coming up next here on Locked On Rams and Locked On Eagles. All right, before we do that, DMAC, let's talk about prize picks, right? Prize picks is the most fun that I've had playing daily fantasy sports because you can win up to 25 times your money this football season. You just select two or more players, and then you pick more or less on their projected stats, and you place your entry. It is really that easy. You can test your skills on prize picks this football season. It's the most exciting way to play DFS, and if you have the skills, you can turn $10 into 250 with just a few taps. Like I mentioned, you pick somewhere between two to six guys. You pick more or less. Do you think that Justin Jefferson has more or less than 100 yards? Do you think that Lamar Jackson has more or less than one passing touchdown? 
Put it in there, get the app on your phone, and watch yourself be a football genius, right? Players and stat types that you're selecting, how much fun is it? You can have you can go defense, you can go offense, you can do whatever you want. Here's how you do it. You go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. You use the code locked on NFL for a first deposit match of up to $100. Let me tell you that again. You go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and you use that same code locked on NFL for a first deposit match of up to 100 bucks. And we're off and running here on this Locked On crossover dish with Locked On Eagles and Locked On Rams. Welcome back. Just want to send a shout-out to our every listeners out there. We really appreciate you. You can be every listener, too. Join the club. Membership is free. You just have to watch every episode, listen to every episode, and you won't miss a thing about your Rams or your Eagles. But here, gentlemen, in our second segment, we're going to dive into some of these matchups. First one that sticks out to me is Puka Nakua versus this Eagles secondary. We know Darius Slay. He hasn't had his best year. You're talking about a secondary that's really ranked up there with some of the worst in the league as far as overall production this season. And Puka Nakua, he's the real deal, okay? He's someone who has taken this league by storm. He's a rookie sensation. 39 catches, the most ever for a receiver in his first four games. Only receiver in the league with more receiving yards is Justin Jefferson. And he was supposed to be this stopgap fill-in for Cooper Cub, Gino. And he's someone who's been fantastic and really has taken the league by storm. So how are you feeling about this Eagles secondary's ability to neutralize Mr. Puka Nakua. I think that has to come down to Sean McVay against our defensive coordinator and Sean Desai. And that's really what it is. It's the two generals calling their battle plans, right? Who's going to go out there and out coach the other and Sean Desai. He's a younger coordinator. He was a coordinator with the bears. He was with Seattle. And now he's here in Philly. He's still getting his feet under him, but he had three very good performances in my opinion, where the defense won that football game for them. Last week against Washington, it's it's a division game. You got to throw out the record book, you know, but seeing Sam Howell and Kirk Cousins and Matt, these guys go for some crazy yardage. And now you have the threat of Cooper Cup coming back in an offense where all you have to do is really just find the space, get the ball to the receiver. And Puka Nakua can actually like run routes and do a lot of things that good receivers can do. So that makes defending that type of player even that much harder Darius Slay, I think, is the guy if you are going to do that shadow type approach to try and put on him. But there isn't really that type of corner that the Eagles have right now that matches up with the style of wide receivers. And it scares me to death. I mean, James Bradbury's six foot one. He's more of a bigger body going to go up against like a T Higgins type. I mean, going against Tutu Atwell and Puka Nakua, this guy's going to make you miss in a phone booth against a bigger body, James Bradbury and same with Darius Slay. So that, that frightens me. It absolutely frightens me. But what the Eagles have to hope is that they can put four up front and leave it at that. And then send a lot of the reinforcements into coverage. That's really what it's going to have to come down to. Can they put some looks up front where Matt Stafford, he's seen everything. It's not like you're really going to confuse him to the nth degree. But you have to at least make him think, right? Like you said, Travis, if he holds on to the ball for an extra quarter of a second, do those pressures that the Eagles have compiled over the last couple of weeks finally turn into sacks? I say the only way you take away the pass game, you're not going to stop him the whole game. You have to stop the guy that's throwing the football. That's really it. Can you get to Matt Stafford to not allow him to get the ball down the field? Because if it if not, 
I mean, and Cooper comes back, Puka and him are going to go for 20 catches. Like, I'm trying to sound as optimistic as possible, but that's that's the one part of this team that really frightens me, and that's what the Rams have done. I mean, going back to the great game of 2017 between Wentz and Goff, that, that was a shootout. It was McVay yeah. and Doug Peterson's offense, which were two of the best in the National Football League. And I think you have to, as Sean Desai, say we are not going to let these two guys win the game. If you guys run for 150 and beat us, so be it. But Matt Stafford and that passing offense can't be what wins this football. Yeah, Gino, I'm, I'm glad you said that because my fear, is that the, the, the one criticism I have of Sean McVay over the last you know seven years that he's been here uh, as the head coach of this team is that sometimes he gets a little stubborn in the fact that he wants to do it kind of the Sean McVay way. And he mm-hmm. wants to do it by throwing the ball. He wants to do it by being creative. He wants to do it by getting those guys in space. Like you're talking about, we see what it looks like when they can run the ball. We see what they did last week against the Colts where Kyron Williams looked like an NFL running back. He had over a hundred yards at 150 yards rushing as a team. And it opened everything up for them to be the complete team that they are. You know, I think Cup will play, but we're still not sure. But even if Cup is there, they still have to run the ball. You still Mm -hmm. have to make them defend the run first because I agree with what everybody else here is saying, which is if you get Puka and Cup together and the secondary has the problems that you're talking about, Gino, Sean McVay is going to find the mismatch because you have Mm -hmm. two guys that can do everything you need them to do. If it's just one guy, maybe the Eagles can cover it. But when I got two guys, somebody's going to have a favorable matchup for the Rams along the way. And that favorable matchup gets even more favorable if you're committed to running the ball. I've seen it happen before where they try a run or two and say, okay, that doesn't work. And then we're going to chuck it 58 times today. It can't be that. There has to be a little bit of a balanced attack. I think we saw how good it can look against the Colts a week ago. I understand that the Eagles are a far more formidable opponent than the Indianapolis Colts are up front. But at the same time, just the threat of the run, the promise of the run coming, I think will help a lot. And I've seen Sean McVay go away from that before. Yeah, and if you're a Rams fan is trying to talk yourself into picking your horns in this one, like you said, Gino, they're going to put up yards. They're going to find a way to get mm-hmm. production with Matthew Stafford. And that, to me, is the matchup that I'm looking at when I'm trying to – I don't know if I'm trying to be a homer and trying to pick my team, be a fanboy here, but that's what I'm looking at because you look at heading of this game, Stafford, second most passing yards in the NFL through the first four games. Eagles have allowed the six most. And then also you look at can they – Use those yards to translate into points because this is a battle of two top five offenses when it comes to most yards gained. The Rams fourth, the Eagles fifth. But the big difference there is the Rams are 13th in overall points. The Eagles are fifth in overall points. So the Eagles have done a much better job into getting those yards to translate into touchdowns and getting the cross the goal line. So will the Rams be able to do that? That's going to be a big key. I think trying to exploit James Bradbury, who you know is a little better on the outside than as a slot corner so can you manipulate that matchup that to me is going to be a big key but yeah look for a lot of pre-snap motion with Nakua they do a lot of creative things like you said so I think it's going to be a a battle of game planning who wins now during the week as far as what's going to come to fruition on Sunday and also the Eagles interior versus Aaron Donald there was a lot of questions is Aaron Donald still an elite player is he still one of the best of the game after dealing with an injury for the first time in his career last year I've got news for you Aaron Donald is still Aaron Donald and you don't have Cam Jurgens, so I think it's still going to be out that foot sprain. So that to me is a matchup that always is going to be a nightmare for any team out there. Can Aaron Donald be disruptive against this Eagles offensive line and get to the quarterback? The good thing about going against Aaron Donald is it's going to sound crazy, but Jalen Carter 
is going to win rookie of the year. And he's the closest thing this league has seen to Aaron Donald since Aaron Donald. And I'm not just saying that as an Eagles fan, like anybody unbiased, look at what he's doing on tape. Look at the pressures. He's right behind Aaron Donald in every statistic. How did you guys get him, by the way? I mean, this is this is the part that's like, I don't know. Wait a second. How does a team that good get to add a player like that? It just it just doesn't add We're up. We're supposed at all. to get all the Georgia Bulldogs, right? <laughs> right. We got five. I mean, how does that's Detroit our trade bracket trade back and get Jameer Gibbs instead of Jalen Carter? And right. it, it, the Bears give up a fourth round pick to move back and allow us to get this kid. And the greatest thing about Jalen is that all of the offseason questions have been answered by his play on the football field. And to counter what you're saying, Doug, it's like, yeah, that interior, they got a big test, but they see these guys every day. Like they see Jordan Davis in practice every single day. And no, it's not Aaron Donald. I mean, the, the guy is one of one. He's top two, not two. We know that. But I think Jeff Stoutland, who is that Eagles offensive line coach, has done a very good job over the last couple seasons. Out of all of the coaches, taking away a defense's best weapon. Like, if you look at the games against Micah Parsons the last two years, what did they do? They just either ran away from him or they read him, and they Mm -hmm. made him kind of wait. And I think that's the same approach that you have to do with Aaron Donald. You either have to stretch run this thing to death and not even allow him to make your life hell on the interior, or you just have to kind of combo him to death with a chip block and, and try your best and just try and rush that football. But the one thing I will say, is that if the Eagles can control time of possession, which the Rams are also very good at, they're both, I believe, top five teams right now in terms of time of possession, that's ultimately the battle. Can the Eagles run that ball, take advantage of what the Rams have up front or are lacking up front on the defensive side outside of Aaron Donald and win that matchup? Because if it comes down to that pass game, like you're saying, let's say the Rams have a couple quick possessions and and they are able to score, but then the Eagles can kind of just choke that thing down That's been the M.O. for the Eagles. If they can establish that run game, take away your run game, that's really what they win on. They win on controlling that clock. And, Doug, I want to check one thing you said, the Eagles getting across the goal line. They can get across the goal line as long as they're not in the red zone. They're the 26th worst red zone offense in football right now. It's abysmal. But between the 20s, that's where they make you pay. If you could kind of keep this Eagles explosive offense at bay, take away those explosive plays – and make Aaron Donald chase Jalen Hurts outside of the pocket, that's where you win the football game. Get Jalen Hurts off platform because I think like that Sean McVay quote that you had, Travis, where he wants to do it his way, Jalen at times will kind of want to do it his way and get back to old Jalen Hurts. And it's like, oh, no, if we just go within our game plan, it'll be pretty good. And I think it just really comes down to who follows their game plan the most, like who doesn't get away from what your game plan was Monday through Saturday, because both of these coaching staffs are smart. They know what the threats are. But if you think that all of a sudden you're just going to run the ball at Aaron Donald or try and run against Jordan Davis and and Jalen Carter, I think that's crazy. I think it is a passing game heavy, and I think we might see three receivers go for over 100 yards in this Mm. game. I think that's a very realistic thing that could happen. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, to get to your point about the red zone, Rams seventh worst red zone defense in the NFL. The birds are scoring TDs on a 46.2% clip. That's 24. So yeah, somebody's got to give from that standpoint, but this could be a situation where this Rams secondary really shines in this one, because I think that's really the next big key matchup in this one is that Rams secondary. They've impressed all season long. They've held wide receivers with 75.2 rating with just one touchdown allowed 
Witherspoon, Akella Witherspoon, who they picked up. He's been one of the best cornerbacks in the league so far. He's allowed the second lowest pass rating coverage among all cornerbacks at 33.3. So I think that's going to be the big key. Can they air it out? Can you see those big plays? We saw it last week. How are you feeling about that Eagles passing and heading into this one, Gino? I'm a big fan of Akella Witherspoon. He's one guy that it's like wherever he goes, he kind of just performs well. He's like a Toyota Camry. Like he's going to work for 200,000 miles and you're going to say, how did this guy play for 15 years in the league? Right. And I think he matches up well stylistically body size with the wide receivers that they do have. But the thing is like you guys are saying about having Cooper cup and Puka Nakua, you could stop one of them. It's hard to stop the other one. I mean, even last week combined, Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown go for well over 200 yards. A.J. has Mm -hmm. his best game as an Eagle ever. And that's going against a pretty good Washington secondary with Kendall Fuller, a young Emmanuel Forbes, who I don't think matched up well at all for the Eagles. But this secondary for the Rams, I think, presents a lot of challenges because if they can just, I think, be smart and just keep everything underneath, like, the Eagles do to the other side of the ball. That's how you're going to beat the Eagles. Like make them chip away at you. Try your best to get them in the red zone. And I mean, even if you win 50% of the red zone battles against the Eagles offense, that's still doing a good job. Holding them to field goals is how you be, you can beat this team. And that's kind of been what has almost come back to bite them in the end is how many times have they lacked those explosive plays to get them into the end zone and they have to settle for three. Three points is less than seven. You don't need to be a mathematician to know that. So when Matt Stafford is chucking touchdowns to Cooper Cup, can you keep up? And I think they can. I hate the under in this game. Like over at FanDuel, I'm absolutely taking the over. I think both offenses have a great day. And the secondary from the Rams, it's a unit that you wouldn't have expected to be this good. But you have to take it seriously because look at the results. Like you said, one touchdown allowed to wide receivers in four games. That's pretty good in the NFL. That's really good. And we got some predictions coming up, some more keys to the game. That's coming up next here on this crossover episode of Locked on Rams and Locked on Eagles. All right. Speaking of FanDuel, like Gino just mentioned, why don't you snap into the NFL action this season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook? Because right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including the spread, including player props, over-unders. Like Gino just said, he hates the under in this game. He wants to go over and lots, lots more at FanDuel. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. Again, FanDuel.com slash locked on and get yourself going right now. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Also, Locked on Rams is sponsored by Better help, right? What happens to all of us, you have that thing that just keeps kind of going and kind of running in the background of your brain, and you're not quite sure how to get out of that loop. You kind of know what you should do. You kind of know what's good for you, but you're not just quite sure how to get it done. That's where therapy can help you figure out what's holding you back. So you can work for yourself instead of against yourself. So if you've been thinking about starting therapy 
Why not give BetterHelp a try? It is entirely online. It's incredibly convenient. It's flexible, and it's suited to your schedule. You just have to fill out a brief questionnaire. You get matched up with a licensed therapist. And if it doesn't click with that therapist, you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. Get out of that loop. Start working for yourself. Visit BetterHelp.com slash locked on today to get 10% off of your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on. And welcome back to Locked On Rams and Locked On Eagles. Now, gentlemen, here in our final segment, some predictions in this one. I think for me, you look at that Eagles team, the passing game wasn't clicking through their first three. Now they're starting to get it going. Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown, both coming off of big games. I think the run game, the brotherly shove, I still kind of miss the tush push. But, hey, I still think that Eagles team coming into L.A., trying to stay undefeated, it's going to be a tough task for this Rams team. But I think the Rams shocked the world in this one. I think the Rams get the dub against the Eagles, giving their first loss of the season. I think Matthew Stafford, Pukunakua Cooper Cup, and his passing game torches that Eagles secondary and somehow, someway gets that win to go over 500. So for me, look, I, I'm still trying to figure out if the Rams are any good or not. I don't know. Like they, they, they looked dreadful against the Bengals. They nearly blew a 23-point lead a week ago. We could so easily be sitting here talking about a one and three football team and how do you get your hands on Caleb Williams? They're 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 a a a coin flip away from not getting that ball back and being one and three and having blown one of the biggest leads in the league all season long. They're also two and two and have a chance to kind of establish themselves with the return of Cooper Cup, Matthew Stafford healthy enough, Puka Nakua doing his thing to give the Eagles their first loss. I think we're going to know a lot more about this team about four o'clock in the afternoon out here on the West Coast, that we're going to have an idea of whether or not this is a team that, you know, the proverbial good, bad team that can take care of business against other teams that aren't very good and maybe give the good teams a run for their money like uh, like San Francisco and Philadelphia. Or are they legitimately good? Can they can they beat? I know that they gave the Niners a, a tough game, probably the toughest game that they've seen so far. I know that the Eagles maybe haven't looked like they looked a year ago. They're the defending NFC champs. They got a whole bunch of talent. They got a good coach, and they haven't lost a football game all season long. This is the litmus test for them coming into this one. I think we're going to know a lot more about them by the end of the day. I'm still frightened to to pick this game, and the line has the Rams. Plus four and a half over at FanDuel, which means that if it was at home in Philadelphia, it would be a seven and a half point line, which if you know anything about gambling is the biggest, just bet this line because Vegas wants you to lose your money on the Eagles minus seven and a half. (laughs) And it turns out that the Rams end up covering and they might end up winning outright. But I'm very superstitious, and I've picked the Eagles to win every crossover, and they have. So I'm just doing that because (laughs) I have to because of my superstition. I do think they can lose, but I think this is a game where, as you said, Travis, is is this Rams team good? Yeah. And I think with those younger teams, it, it happens a lot in the NHL and I think baseball, like where teams are they're younger and they're a little ahead of schedule, but then they run into a team that has a lot of veteran presence and they've had these scenarios where they've overcome adversity late in these games and they know how to close it out. And that's what the NFL is. It's like it comes down to a couple plays and a, a couple points that, that turn week. your way every week. Like you said, like if that 
coin flip goes the other way, do they yep. lose that game? If Ron Rivera goes for two at the end of the right. Eagles game, do they lose and they're three and one? And that's the the parody of the league. I think it's high scoring though. I think both of these offenses are going to come out there and and really show who they are. Let's say both teams like. I think once again, score 30 points. I like the over, but I think at the end of the day, the, the Eagles will win this game, but I, I think it's very, very close. This is the one where I don't think it opens up until like late in the fourth quarter, really. Like if one of these teams is going to pull away, but if the Eagles do lose, it, I think they lose by double digits where Matt Stafford just outduels them and they can't throw themselves back into the game. And you're really asking those question marks of all the things that came to bite the Eagles in the past four games. Could have come back to bite him today, or on Sunday, rather. But I'm going with the Birds just because I have to. 5-0, and oh, hopefully they can get out of there and go beat San Fran. I'm so sick of their fans complaining about us. We're, <laughs> we're all the way across the country. Like, go worry about your division. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, we're like, it's like the, the meet with the Power Rangers and the Ninja Turtles shaking hands for the, <laughs> yep. for the 49ers. That's us, Eagles and Rams fans. But yeah, my heart tells me Matthew Stafford and the gang lap the scoreboard through the air. My brain tells me we're going to see some brotherly shove. They're going to be pounding the rock in the second half. But let's just hope for a great game. I think that this game is a lot better now than we expected it to be heading into the year. And I'm excited to watch. I know you, everyone out there is as well. My name is Doug McCain. You can follow me on X and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. You can follow the people's chat, Mr. Travis Rogers at Travis Rogers and Gino Camilleri. Thank you so much for joining us, man. It was great having you on the show. Good luck this week. Have a great season. And thanks again, my man. Appreciate you guys, and as I end all every show over at LOE, Fly Eagles Fly. Yeah, whose house? It's Locked on Rams' house, and Fly Eagles Fly. Thanks again, guys. <laughs>